So for those of you in a toxic relationship, I want you to understand something. I want you to realize you can't continue to make excuses for why you remain in these situations. You can't continue to look for reasons or allow fear to keep you in a relationship that you don't belong. When you're in a toxic relationship, understand that there's an unhealthy attachment that has occurred with this person. And in order for you to break from that, you gotta get to the root of the issue. You gotta find out what haven't you healed from? What is really keeping you there? Is it a fear of being alone? Is it a fear of starting all over? Is it a fear of acknowledging that you gave all this time to someone who isn't truly best for you? Whatever it is, face that fear, face that issue and resolve it. That's gonna be your only way out of that toxic relationship. But not only out of that toxic relationship, to ensure you don't get into another one. Because for some of you, toxic relationships is a cycle. You've been in one over and over again. Every person you engage with is turning into this unhealthy situation because the unhealthiness starts within you. And I don't want you to feel bad about that. I don't want you to beat yourself up about it, but I want you to do something about it. So be willing to face the issues. Be willing to get the healing you need. And that will get you away from this negative cycle that you've been in and put you on the path to better relationships, not just with people, but more importantly, with yourself. Are there negative health effects when it comes to bad relationships? I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure most of you listen, listening right now really resonate to this strongly from just reading the topic or the title of this podcast or, or even the, the description. But think about the impacts or what I really want you guys to take from it is just to think about the impacts that the, your relationship or past relationships really brought to your lifestyle. This whole, you know, at the moment, this whole pandemic that's going on at the moment has been in the news and in our minds for what seems like every minute the day goes on or goes by but and and i will add to that that there will be a podcast on the coronavirus and the world's actions on this pandemic coming soon but i just felt like this was a topic that was that was and is relatable to a lot of people i've had pretty much countless conversations with a lot of people uh, on this particular topic and then them sharing their experiences um, about it but all in all welcome to all things relatable welcome to the relatable source uh, if you're new here thank you so much for listening you know um i really do appreciate it uh this podcast like i said is like i always say is 100 percent free but i do ask for a small fee i mean if you find something that you can relate to uh something that will put value into your life or something that you even disagree with or don't like and, and still want to stick around and find out more tell a friend you know, tell a friend or a group of friends, or if you really want to hook a brother up, you know, giving a five-star rating on where you're listening to this um, really does help. So next time you're having a conversation with your friends, family, or colleagues, or anyone in general, um, you know, let them know about this show, uh, tell them about this podcast, or even yet suggest some topics that you would love for me to talk about. I mean, this podcast is not intended for me to preach my knowledge, because I generally want to learn from you guys as well. Uh, I value feedback and and, and suggestions as much as you know bringing up topics and, and talking about them so by all means thank you so much and, and you know i gotta i gotta give a special shout out to the boys like i was i was out and, and the first thing that they, they were saying is like you know they really do enjoy the the show they're they're finding it really insightful a lot of other people have been coming up to me and and you know i really do appreciate that and, and i guess yeah let's just continue making this happen
just from what the title says, Toxic Relationships. Now, the reason why I wanted to go deep into this one was, uh, for one, people want to know more, more about it. That was one of the topics that they actually suggested. And I figured, you know, it's, it's been a conversation that I always have with people um, on, on, on multiple times. And, and I just figured, like, why not? You know, um, it's, it's definitely something that I feel like a lot of people do relate to. And, and um, it goes on and on and on about the different stories and experiences people have had. But I feel like there's some relatable traits that we sometimes forget. That we all have when we when we follow along this sort of experience but but yeah biggest thing is character development you know character development is a real big topic i always value and look into not not just for myself and to check myself here and there but to analyze uh you know but to always educate myself when it impacts certain negative aspects that happen throughout life or, or can have on my life in general and for that i wanted to dig deep into the toxic relationships podcast i really just wanted to educate you guys um on on the experiences i wouldn't want to you know educate on uh you know the readings articles videos i've looked into on what is toxic relationships but what good would that do i mean i'm pretty sure that this is more of an experience sort of phenomenon rather than knowledge gaining um if you catch my drift like i've and 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 to start off and uh, the biggest thing is is finding out those stories you know i could pull up like past stories from celebrities but in, in a in a sense not many people are going to relate to it, which I really wanted to dig to the raw truth, which is why I raised this question about a month ago on a, on a podcast community Facebook page and asked a simple question. Has anyone been affected by a toxic relationship? And the response, um, to be fair, like it was, it was large. I got, I got about 100 entries, 100 different stories. You know, there were people, it was unbelievable on, on the stories that people were sharing on this particular topic, touched a lot of them. And they were very vocal about their relationships or past relationships and, and them all being toxic. There was there's, there was actually um, an example and I was going to put it onto this podcast. It was just, it was way too long. And I felt like it would have been on and on and on. That that could be a podcast on itself, but it was a, it was a, it was an essay. It was a, it was a three page um, story on toxic relationships and there was police documents involved. So you can see how big it went and how large that toxic relationship went. But you know, all in all, I wanted to choose different stories from different individuals that were not only separated by gender, that's right, male and female stories, but, but also across locations. You know, people from the United States, Britain, Italy, Spain, Australia, and many more. It's amazing how toxic relationships can relate to a lot of people from different learnings and backgrounds, yet we're from different learnings and backgrounds. Um which is you know always nice to to sort of see i mean it's it's something that i guess like i said we all tend to forget that we're all the same sometimes but to start it off you know um the first audio or the first story of experience was coming from crystal or Doze. now crystal or Doze, and i think i'm saying that i think it's either crystal or Doze or crystal or, or does um she's from south carolina and she hosts the conversation with crystal autos podcast which looks into personal development and growth through choice and advancements Um, and she shares her story i was in a relationship for three years on and off we started dating when i was 21 for about six months ended things for three years and then picked back up when i was 24. now i was surprised to hear from him again as i did we cut all communication 
after we broke up. Like, never heard from him again. Wouldn't have known if he was alive or dead. Like, nothing. So things started off good. Um, I was just getting to know him. It started off slow. I was trying to play all my cards right. Don't sleep with him too quickly. Make sure he checks all the boxes. Um, play kind of hard to get. All that BS, petty dating stuff that we do when you're young and navigating romance life. And we clicked. We vibed on similar subjects. He was really sweet. I was really sweet. And so we enjoyed each other's time and it was fun. Then things started to take a turn when I asked if we were seriously dating or hinting at anything somewhat official. And he was definitely someone of status in the sense that he wanted someone equally as educated, someone who had the same career goals and could reflect him in that same way. And I always had an intuitive sense that I may not have been good enough or I didn't feel good enough, which was just reflecting back my limiting belief of self that I'm not enough. So of course I'll attract someone who may see me as second best. So when I asked or confirmed if we were official, he freaked out on me that same night and completely ended things. And I tried to reason things out, but I felt completely blindsided that night and heartbroken, of course. And then I never heard from him again, not even a text message, absolutely nothing. So I was able to move on and see, hey, maybe we weren't so compatible where things could have been better, but moved on and continued on with my life and use that as a, at least a good example or my lesson to know what dating should somewhat be like. Also not realizing my unhealthy habits. Growing up, I wasn't exposed to the best relationships, and so I was either explosive or you don't communicate your emotions. I, of course, was much more the emotional one, and he reflected back more of the suppressed, um, unresponsive one. So come three years later, I get a direct message on Facebook the week before I actually delete my Facebook just to check any old pending messages or any and deleting pictures and taking all my information off. And I thought it was a joke at first. I thought it was doing like a trick of the eye or missed a message from like years past, but it was actually him and he was intentionally reaching out to me. Lo and behold, I find out that he had just broken up with his girlfriend that he had left me for originally. So that was not the strongest start. And of course I kept him on a leash. I, didn't trust him. And then when we finally went out, I just grilled him in that grilling set the precedent for the rest of the relationship for uh, the remaining nine months. And so we would go through these awful cycles of, I mean, grilling him and trying to like verbally punish him. And then to prove myself right or get some kind of vindication from the past pain. Um, I did not know how to healthfully express myself. I would just allow myself to explode and get super emotional and he would just shut down. And I knew this person didn't want to be with me. So I was also trying to force a relationship with him. So I, I didn't even trust that this person might even want to try. I didn't let him try. I would send all of the text messages. I would confirm all of the dates. I would make sure to see him. And when I would test him to see if he really wanted to avoid me, he would, but I still stuck with it. Even to the point of him admitting something like that to my face, even to a point with a potential health scare where he didn't show up for me, even though, you know, I made the intention that we were going to show up with all of that happening. I still 
continued to stick it out because the feeling of being left was too much for me to bear opposed to allowing myself to be treated and then on top of that I was having difficulties with the fact that I was allowing myself to be treated this way and so it got to the point where we finally didn't see each other for two months and of course I reached out again um, just for him to break up over FaceTime when things were already over and I go through the same unhealthy cycle and it took him telling me I deserved better so that was my relationship to show me my unhealthy habits and what I needed to grow from and prepare me for my relationship today now from that story you heard that basically at the start it, it got it got to where it was and then and then you you, you see the the notions of cutting all forms of communication uh pick a, picking up where you left off with it with a uh, from a relationship uh, things were going good at first and then all hell breaks loose you know there was also the issues with commitments titles uh status and so forth and it's crazy how much overthinking goes into someone's head when they're in a situation or in situations where they start questioning on whether they're good for someone or someone or something just because it's just not going their way or they they don't put a title on it now by definition a toxic relationship is a relationship characterized by behaviors on the part of the toxic partner that are emotionally and not infrequently physically damaging to the partner you know it's, it's characterized by insecurity self-centeredness dominance control and relationships are in a word complicated i mean we can all can all agree on that most of the time they can be they can be a good thing um you know with with your partner you may have a friend to talk to or after a long day at work you know a family member who's who, who offers support and a fresh perspective or a partner that you can face you know and see a future with seeing, seeing a possibility to build an empire with and ideally you have someone who will make you coffee before you even wake up unless you're middle eastern which all that shit sounds foreign or alien to you just please disregard that let's just move on move on to the next one the reason why i say that is just that's definitely not in our culture at all well the old culture i think we're all we're being a bit modernized at the moment um with relationships packing in all the western western world's toxic traits but that's just the way life goes you just adapt to where you are but bad relationships exist too i mean i mean they may even impact your health people enter and and remain in toxic relationships for a host of reasons you know you got the rom romantics that are or have turned toxic or often tied to a process of which psychologists call it idolization whereas you, you just basically idolize the person simple it's something you won't admit, but deep down, you know that it's pretty much the remainder or the reminder, sorry, in your mind that always goes off when you think about them. And idolization or the idea of an ideal um, a partner is, is rooted in unconscious or semi-conscious wants that have been influenced by cultural and biological forces now this is according to linda e weinberger she's a professor of clinical psychiatry and behavioral sciences at the keck that's k-e-c-k -E school of medicine of usc and and those influences basically blind people to the red flags that can be 
so obvious to friends and family and, and typically everyone besides the person involved. Now, also, um, when I mentioned that, you know, entries were sent in, it wasn't just by audio. There were actually letters sent in to the, to, um, to the podcast itself and a listener to the podcast named Blair W. She writes that she was 19 and, and had her first ever relationship with someone who told her to stop wearing makeup and thought all her clothes were too tight, quote unquote, and made her stop hanging out with her best friend and her boyfriend because, um, sorry, no, she, yeah, stop, stops hanging out with her best friend and, and, and because her boyfriend, he's, he's, he's another male, um, thinking that she can't hang out with any other males, uh, uh, at, at this point. So she, he stopped that for her. She later goes on to say that they would go out to eat and he'd make her move or leave places if he thought someone was looking at her the wrong way. He also used to want her to eat clean constantly, go to the gym and look a certain way, but didn't want her to be at the gym she was at because of men, the men that were there. So, you know, them staring or whatever, you know, so she started dropping a lot of weight and counting calories and developed a major problem with food to keep up with his requirements you know till now she writes that she struggles with it because of the constant fat comments that she gains and and i think i think that's that's you know a lot of people can go can pretty relate to that i've had a lot of mates that come up you know and they, they tell me all that all that toxic you know shit that their partners make them go through like as a requirement list that they have to follow you know, in a healthy relationship, each partner should feel f- should feel free to pursue their own interests and spend time, which what you know Professor Weinberg says, uh, and and away from the other person. If your partner gets angry or suspicious when you want to do something apart from them, that's a major red flag. Whether they're jealous, controlling, or have major anxiety issues, it's unhealthy. At the end of the day, it restricts your freedom. And of course, none of this is to say that you should have free reign to do whatever you want to do i mean i mean like let's look at situations if you're if you have uh, a partner that hangs out with their ex and you're telling them don't hang out with your ex you know it's kind of weird that's fairly reasonable it's it's a concern that i feel like uh, everyone would have being in a relationship it's one that you should probably talk through that's ideal that's reasonable you have to take another person's needs into consideration when when i think uh, you're in a relationship and this continues on with Weinberger and she says that but if your partner outright forbids you from hanging out with certain people or going to certain places to the point that it's not even up for a discussion that's a problem it's toxic if it's a threat or ultimatum versus an ongoing dialogue you know you need to understand the i guess the guidelines and procedures to follow on with the relationship and red flag basically whether you're aware of it or not a toxic relationship may negatively impact your mental health it can make you feel insecure uh, or bad about yourself leave leave you feeling drained and unhappy places pressure on you to change something about yourself or or may even be physically and emotionally harmful and beyond the mental health impl- implications, the effects of being in a bad relationship can even impact your health generally, particularly physically too. You've got a study founding that the beginning in a negative relationship puts people at a high risk of developing heart problems such as fatal heart attack, 
you know, than those in, in, in healthy relationships. I actually never knew that. I didn't even think that, that that was possible. But there you go. It's amazing what, well, amazing in a negative tone. And there may be other physical repercussions too. Primarily, you know, you see in the form of stress on your body. Constant tension or serious conflicts in a relationship can keep your body in fight or flight mode at all time sparring or spurring your body to produce adrenaline and quickly discard the excess uh, this this can eventually lead to fatigue um, a weakened immune system which at this point we really don't want to do or don't want to don't want to cause and even organ damage but the good news there is there is an obvious solution and it's one worth seriously considering if only for the sake of your health you can either repair the relationship if the other person's willing to or end it altogether because one thing is clear a bad relationship is not worth the toll to have on your body from organ damage heart failures um you're thinking of like have containing the body of a seven year old at this point and you're you're in a mid-20s or low-20s relationship now we have Lisa's story. Now she's Lisa's a master practitioner in hypnotherapy, NLP, timeline therapy, and self. And she's a self-love coach, and she shares how her toxic uh, timeline led her to the effects that she had later on in life. My story begins in the summer of 2014, when I came home one day to the devastating news that my loving partner had a brain tumor. He was a calm and gentle man. My family and friends really adored him. Um, a short while later, um, he began acting very unusual um, and he sexually assaulted me. And I was shocked and confused, but I put it down to the fact that, you know, perhaps his cognitive functioning had been altered in some way because of the brain tumor. Um, or his fear of death um, had perhaps changed his, you know, his, his way of thinking. And so I continued to look after him. About two, three months later, I found myself standing in the in a bedroom. Um, I had been looking for some kind of hospital appointment because he'd continuously changed the the times and days. And I was getting concerned. And I, instead, I found a second phone of his. That I'd never seen before. I remember this rising sense of dread coming over me as I held it in my hand and started scrolling through the messages. And there was one message, one one number there um, that I saw was used quite frequently. And I sent a message saying, you know, who are you? I'm his partner of six years. And the reply that came back was, I'm his wife. I felt absolutely sick and devastated um, and the slow over the coming days and weeks there was this slow realization that my entire six-year relationship had been a complete lie right from day one um, he'd fathered a child with another woman as well and he'd even lied about having a brain tumor you know I truly believed I'd been in a relationship with a good person and suddenly I couldn't even leave my house without feeling the stairs and snickers behind me. You know, but in time, I found myself in a new relationship with the most incredible man, intelligent, kind, understanding, so cute. Um, 
And he was wonderful. He did the kindest thing that no man had ever done before. He dumped me. You see, I'd gone into that relationship with the mindset of a helpless victim, expecting this new guy to heal me, when I had not taken any responsibility for my own healing whatsoever. And he taught me in that moment about boundaries, about self-respect and about self-love by, by walking away, despite the fact that he truly cared for me and I truly cared for him. And of course I was devastated, really devastated, and I became really quite ill uh, to the point of ending up in the hospital. Um, and at that point they told me that actually there was nothing physiologically wrong with me, it was all down to stress. Um, as I had a son, I, I, I knew really at that point that I was at real rock bottom, that I had to make a change, that I had to do something to help myself. And I began taking workshops and courses in NLP. And, I, uh, and over the, the following year and a half, I began training, training in hypnosis and NLP as well. And along the journey, I realised, I became aware of my thoughts and feelings and I realised that whilst I've been projecting outwards these feelings of hate and blame towards my, my, my ex and anybody else that had wronged me, it was in fact myself that I hated. You know, my entire adult life I'd either attracted negativity into my life or unconsciously sabotaged the good simply because I'd actually felt unworthy and undeserving. You know, and I, I realised just how important this self-love was. And I recall going to sort of match a picture in this amazing adventure, you know, looking at this breathtaking scenery, uh, you know, having arrived after four days of trekking, this wonderful, iconic view. And I actually felt disappointed that I was still me, you know, that I hadn't, hadn't miraculously changed my thoughts and feelings. You see, I hadn't loved myself at the bottom of the mountain, so how on earth could I love myself at the top? Because, you know, I realised that true success and happiness is not about what happens outside of ourselves. It's actually what's going on inside our own heads and minds. And I had to learn to love myself, to be okay with my imperfections. And I had to learn to rewrite the script of my own internal dialogue. And today, I help others do the same through hypnosis, through, through coaching, through timeline therapy. And the amazing man of the story... You know, we got back together two years ago and we are stronger than ever. It's pretty crazy. You know, you got a brain tumour. I mean, the guy was pretty normal too. Then sexually assaulting the partner and then you're it's sort of like you're, you're downplaying it. You're it's sort of in denial. Um, and I hope, you know, Lisa helped you know, from telling her story, she's really brave and sharing that story. Um, and, and then finding out that another one was in the picture. Six years of lies, you know, the, the guy fathered a child with another woman, lying about a disease to gain sympathy. That was pretty much a roller coaster and a half. Just to imagine being with in a relationship of six years and then finding out that there was a wife in the picture. It just seems like a lot of work in my opinion. Like you gotta be really bothered to be in that state to, to keep up with relationships. Not just, you know, a normal relationship, but then you have a child with another relationship and a wife. Now there's been a you know a pattern of toxic relationships being directly related to females experiencing them with their partners, but it can go on the other end. 
I mean, from start to finish, uh, I feel like a lot of females are relating to it. But let's just hear what Mitch has to say with his story, with his ex, and how he kept on avoiding the warning signs and red flags. So I started dating someone uh, about six or seven years ago, um, who I was with for about three years. A mutual friend connected us, and initially it was a really, really great relationship. Um, on our first date, it was four in the afternoon, and I suggested we get a coffee, and she laughed and said, uh, we should go get a beer which really should have been a warning sign to begin with. Anyway, everything was fine for a while. Uh, we had a really fun kind of high energy relationship. Um, then I started to notice that she was into some pretty heavy drinking and drug use. I didn't really think of anything of it at the time. Um, I thought it might just have been a phase, you know, everyone grows up and does those drugs and drinks a little bit. But then eventually the drinking got worse um, and she started to get pretty abusive um, when she was drunk. I would try to calm her down and she would just yell and go, back out with their friends, um, you know, so-called friends, people that were feeding these drugs and, and promoting this negative behavior. Um, and eventually I found out that her mom had committed suicide when she was about 10 and she was still dealing with it. Um, so, you know, self-medicating with alcohol and drugs. Um, and she eventually turned into a really scary person when she was drunk. Even though this was happening and it was a really negative part of my life at the time, I understood how, you know, hard it must have been for her and how much she was struggling. So I really ignored all the negative stuff and just really tried to help her um, which ended up being a really you know really hard thing for me to deal with as well um, so eventually it turned into something a little bit more serious than that and there were two times that I came home and she was trying to kill herself um, first time was via an overdose and second time with a razor um, both times she was okay fortunately but th both of those things took a really big toll on my own mental health because um, I felt that I always had to you know, be on the lookout and I couldn't, could never relax. I thought I was going to come home from work and she would be, you know, not well or, or worse. Um, so we ended up moving to, to, to Queensland from Melbourne in an effort to get her away from all the people that weren't good for her and, you know, all the drugs and the alcohol. Um, we, we moved to a pretty small country town, um, but it ended up not really helping at all. Um, all that happened that was uh, I was the only one around to take the brunt of her anger and her, and her problems. So we eventually moved back to Melbourne and broke up, um, which was a huge relief for me because I didn't, I wasn't happy. Um, but the thing is, when you're with someone like that, you don't know how to break up with them because it's, um, if you do, you wonder, are they going to hurt themselves? You know, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I ended up needing quite a lot of um, help with my mental health. I saw a psychologist for a long time. Um, I had anxiety, I was depressed, I didn't really know how to, how to deal with what had happened in the relationship. Um, but eventually it worked out okay, you know, now I'm married and have a kid um, with someone else and it's, and it's great. Um, it was a bit, a bit hard for our relationship initially because, um, you know, after we broke up, my ex-partner would call me in the middle of the night kind of crying, needing my help, wanting me to come over. You know, this stage I was with my wife-to-be, so it was really hard on our relationship as well. Um, but I just didn't know how to set boundaries, so that was the big thing for me, being able to set those boundaries and saying to her, look, no, we can't do this anymore. I'm not that person for you anymore. Um, so that was really difficult for me. But, you know, these things happen. I haven't spoken to her for a little while, and um, she's okay as far as I know, which is, which is really good, and I'm happy. And I don't, to be honest, I don't have any regrets. You know, I learned a lot about myself, and got through some tough stuff and you know it's set me up for what i'm going to do next so yeah you got drugs alcohol 
abuse, being abusive. You know, like the uh, his ex was grieving from from suicide from her mother. Her mother, she was self medicating with with drugs, threatening to kill herself. You know, Mitch he figured out that by moving states, and and away from her friends, it would solve the problem, but it really didn't. But see, I wouldn't just consider toxic relationships being with your significant other. Your closest friends can actually be the toxic trait in your life. I mean, I remember seeing this quote on, you know, social media and and, and it direct and it directed your growing path or career path or whatever you want to call it. Basically, the quote went on explaining how your growth and development is closely linked to those that are around you. If your friends are ambitious and want to make the best out of the uh, out of themselves um, and then it, it is likely for you to adapt that nature and if, if they're drop kicks always blaming on people rather than themselves on their failures then there is a likely chance that you will adapt that nature too you know kind of like look at this picture like try to picture this image you got you got lions walking down in a pride everyone's feeling fearless you know you have the leader that's usually the one that's always um giving the the orders and telling you what to do but at the same time it's more motivating because they're setting this the path for you to reach you know and obviously you have wolves in sheep's clothing where they just end up being the toxic traits in your life now no matter how busy i might be with work or other obligations i work just as hard as maintaining my relationships with my mates because you know like each of them brings something something to the table and i'm not saying that as if i'm taking advantage of them and using them but more the things that motivate me and push me in that best version or to be the best version of myself i always find and this is like this 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 repeating nature because I, I spoke to my parents about this just to get their insight about this whole situation particularly just with friends not actual relationships but they say a, a good friend is hard to find but a true friend is even more difficult to lose but then there's also those friends that make you wonder how you even became close in the first place. The reality is that many friendships are not filled with the same depth you might have with your best mates. Like some of them are just surface level. And that's fine, I guess. But depending how you, how how much of your time you wish to offer them, you know, what happens when someone drains you more than they energize you, motivate you, support you no matter what. Like they actually just drain the life out of you. That energy is pure, toxic and negative. And it can be hard to see what's best for you when you're invested in that sort of friendship or any 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 kind even if just if it's like you know sometimes a, a quick friendship too many people put up with it it's it's too much because the pain that certain friendships bring them scares them less than the pain of them letting go of that particular person they also tend to deny toxic relationships which We've heard in, in, in those audios previously because most of them are exposed to so many of them that habits of toxic relationships actually feel normal. But the fact of the matter is that they are not normal. They're detrimental to their health and development as individuals. And and particularly, you know, I think I think that we usually see these see these signs and sometimes we just forget about them like for example uh they may have crossed uh, your friends that is they may have crossed a, a major boundary with no apologies you know instead of communicating that something is wrong they make passive aggressive comments to you jealousy is involved they talk shit and insult you they are passive aggressive towards you you know um and they just can't seem to do any anything right by you or by uh, uh, yeah by, by yourself actually yeah and at the end of the day However, you should acknowledge the possibility that, you know, the friendship or relationship or whatever you're in 
maybe beyond saving in the end as much as you care about them they may not be able to provide you with the supportive healthy relationship you you sort of need in your life it's practically impossible to be rational when you care about that particular person but forcing yourself to be to be can allow you to find you know that that sort of motivational aspect to continue on with life i mean what's what's more important than that and and i think i went a little too deep into that one actually but yeah honestly i think i think this this uh i, I really i really hope you guys got a lot out of this today because i feel like the, the the sort of stories and entries that i got from the peoples that, that were sharing that and by the way they were they were predominantly sharing them on on facebook this imagine reading this on messenger you know i got this on messenger some people were sending it to the um, relatable source um, email account and and um, just going through them and reading them was were, were was really really intense like some people actually went on to this i've i've, I've I think suicide was was a major um, uh, relatable aspect with these stories. There was suicide, there was abusiveness, and I was shocked to find out that it was, you know, it was a 50-50 sort of stake, females and males at the same time. You know, they were both experiencing that sort of nature, and I think it is that sort of, uh, you know, sometimes it's sexism. They always assume that the girl's getting abused. By the same time, you know, relationships, males get abused too, but we never really talk about it. We never really come across that sort of that that bridge because you know it's 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 not manly it's not masculine but i think you know times times ahead people are like trying starting to well not not i don't know if it's starting or they're in the process but like they're starting to come about that there are a lot of things that are going on uh, in people's lives there's mental health that that needs to be considered when it's a toxic relationship and and sometimes it can lead to suicide which is sad to say but that's that's the sort of nature that we're in and i really do feel like social media and the social influences you have around you really does have a hard 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 um sort of implication towards it and that's part of the reason uh well we are one of the parts of the reasons that that can cause that sort of toxic relationship but all in all you know thank you so much for listening um if you're wondering what sort of face is linked to this voice that's speaking right now you can follow me on two two uh pages now there is the relatable source instagram page that's the official instagram page it's one word t-h-e relatable and source as in the ketchup bottle not source um you can also follow same name you can follow it on facebook i mean the, the numbers have been rising which i do really do appreciate um or you know you can follow me on my on my normal account my normal account is uh booz 95 that's uh b o o z or if you're american z 95 um and yeah nah i, I really do appreciate you, you taking the time to listening to the podcast and i'll catch you guys later